welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 31 for the 1st of February 2007. How's it going, James? Not too bad, thanks, Ian. I'm uh, doing well, a little, little rested. Mm-hmm. A um, little hairier than last week, but other than that, fine. <laughs> I don't think we really need to know, do we? <laughs> um, anyway, welcome everybody. We're here for uh, On The Couch Podcast, your weekly update on what's new in uh, the UK international content, IPTV, mobile gaming, and other news in and around the world in the UK. Fantastic. So we're covering everything to do with entertainment and technology and how it affects us, the trends, mm. what's going on. Yeah, and, uh, so where we're we going with it? It's been a busy week as always, isn't it? Really, it's, it's all amazing been how week. every week, every week, I think we have to do week, twice a week here. <laughs> almost, <laughs> it's like every couple of days I go, "Wow, there's so much news." We you just have to kind of pick the ones to, yeah. to point out. Well, we do. So I mean, and on. obviously we do that with our our strict, rigorous editorial process we exactly. go through. So, um, if you've got any news you want to send us, you do just send it to us. Feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. In fact, there we go. Um, What's happening in the UK? So UK, a uh, couple of things I wanted to remark upon. Um, first of all, uh, we've also got a digital switchover we've talked about, and the first switchovers mm-hmm. are happening this year in Cumbria, a mm-hmm. place called Whitehaven, uh, and the government's in the UK started a big consultation about what to do to, with the extra spectrum, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, this week there's another consultation going on about what to do with, you know, how should they, when they switch off, clearly there's a lot of people, and we don't really appreciate this, I guess, like 20% people i think in the uk have some kind of either hearing or visual impairment or physical impairment Mm -hmm. these guys you know watch a lot of tv um so there's a study going on the government is earmarking significant sum of money it's like half a billion pounds so nearly a billion dollars uh so when they switch over these i guess it's it's generally uh elderly people Mm -hmm. uh, but people with other um um disabilities or impairments so how can they be embraced by the move to digital mm. uh, so they're not left behind mm-hmm. and you know it can be quite scary um i've seen a lot of epgs and guides which look pretty terrible and i can read um so <laughs> right. you know if you're partially sighted or you can't feel stuff you can't use your hands very well how it's very scary to mm. move and change so uh, that's quite an interesting initiative so i'm interested to see how that goes on and, and what pops out of that that's great good opportunities for some people there um other thing is, uh, again, sort of a BBC story, UK-specific. Uh, they've uh, announced that they're going to go with this iPlayer thing for video-on-demand. What does the iPlayer content. do? iPlayer, it seems, as far as I'm aware, it's a Windows media-skinned thing which enables you to look at content, uh, I guess, back catalogue content. So not okay, necessarily so video-on-demand. Up their archives, it's like a kind of catch-up TV or something like that. But they've, hmm. done a, they've started a consultation now to say you know, what kind of things would you like to watch and how would you like to say catch up on episodes if you say watch uh, EastEnders how far mm-hmm. back in time should you be able to go to watch EastEnders or if it's a, a TV series like Planet, uh, Planet Earth or some one yes. of these great documentaries they've done you know, clearly they don't want to cannibalise sales of DVDs and other media yes. so how far would you go back how long can you watch them importantly for me as uh, the, the, uh, the Mac user uh, <laughs> shout loudly out there if you're a Mac user um you can also go and look at this survey and say, you know, actually, I'd like to watch this on something other than a Windows PC. I mean, I have to pay a license fee in the UK already. Why should I have to pay another £150 for Windows Vista just to uh, uh-huh. do this as well? Um, exactly. It's a fair point. I think they should be platform agnostic, uh, but obviously support Max, basically. <laughs> but uh, lots, of, lots of questions they're asking about the usage. And one of the questions in there is, you know, do you think you should be able to watch this on other platforms other than Windows? But there's mm. also things about how often would you like to 
view things do you think the bbc should sell other programs that aren't theirs hmm. um because obviously once they've got this iptv service up and running they could offer anything yeah, over exactly it. it's a great platform yeah they could do it globally even although yeah. i presume this is the the audience for this is is uk people is that right well, initially, yes. Okay. But why could they not let people outside the UK pay to watch the same stuff? Absolutely. Um, if they've got the rights to do it. So that's no, uh, interesting stuff. Anyway, what's, uh, what's going on internationally? You've got a, quite a bit of news there. Uh, Italy or something, haven't you? We do, indeed. And uh, <clears throat> we covered uh, quite a few podcasts ago uh, the fact that in Italy, uh-huh. uh, they'd, they'd had a subsidy on uh, digital decoders. And this rather helps that uh, Berlusconi was, in fact, the Prime Minister, <laughs> as well as being one of the media moguls. So um, I don't uh, believe in media moguls manipulating things. Not at all. Uh, it's giving people what they want. <laughs> um, uh, but the, it's been ruled unlawful or something, well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's come to the point where they've decided that this goes against rivals such as Sky Italia. Right. Um, who haven't got the... Same subsidy, subsidy fair enough, yeah. Uh, so what they're asking them to do is pay it all back now. Wow. Um, but their media set has already announced that its intention to appeal, claiming that although customers undoubtedly benefited from the subsidies, they had no effect on the broadcaster's finances. Well, I don't know quite how well, that can be true. Clearly not, because the broadcaster didn't have to spend any extra money because the Take government the funded it. Yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> how strange that is. Uh, interesting to watch, but I really doubt they'll get that back. Cause, I don't uh, think they'll get their money you know, back. But it, I have heard rumours that something fishy was going on there but I mean when you're switching over digital I think in the UK they're looking at giving 50, uh, 40 pound tokens or something in the right. US $40 or something mm-hmm. so I mean there has to be a way of doing it because people mm. not everyone has the money to do this uh, it's, it's an opportunity for, for someone there so mm. interesting a um, few stories in the content domain uh, we talked a little bit on the last episode about uh, the adult entertainment industry mm-hmm. you've got another story about this Ian what's all that about Indeed, there's a, there's a bit of a ripple going through the adult entertainment yeah. industry, as I understand it, because uh, higher definition is coming, mm-hmm. or indeed has, uh, we had, I think to this week, we've just had the first HD DVD standalone player available in Europe. Oh, right. Yeah, I saw some reviews about that, actually, in one of these consumer reports magazines here, saying that Any apparently, apparently it was saying that Blu-ray is not so good because the frame rate is, uh, is 24 frames per second. For, for films, for the f- yeah. for the films, but yeah. normal TVs are twenty five frames per second, or TVs in the UK are twenty five. Yeah. So there's a there's a mismatch, and you get some jumping. Ooh. But I don't know whether that was just the consumer reports well, dodgy setup yeah, in the lab, no, or is, well, it wouldn't be this wouldn't be the lab, but that's badly mm. done because normally what they do for twenty four frames per second mm. films together on television, they actually speed it up. Yeah, it's a three-two uh, pull down, or so they actually do, yeah. end up making the audio go faster as well to match up. But anyway, mm. that's. Uh, Mm. Different story in the in the uh, adult. This is the thing about stubble, is it? This is sorry, stubble, stubble. Anyway, <laughs> you've got on. the stubble, but yes. um, uh, apparently the HD pictures are so good now that there's uh, a bunch of stars in the porn industry yeah. that are going to have uh, surgery to uh, get themselves ready for the revolution. So they look just as good in high definition. That's going to cost a lot of work, isn't it? And it's mentioning here someone had had breast implants and. In HD, you can see the scars and they're bulging oddly. <laughs> so they're getting Makes the mind up. boggle. Um, but yeah, but this is, a, this is common not just for the porn industry, I guess, but um, mm. I know so there's some actors are simply not going to be shot at certain angles, it says here. <laughs> but I guess it, I've heard in, in film rooms, in newscasters as well, in Indeed. HD, they used Indeed. to apparently put things like on the back behind the, uh, 
the newscasters they'd fix the the backdrop with kind of uh sticky notes and tipex mm. and you mm. know snowpake and stuff on the walls now they can't do that because in hd you can see it that's right um because you've got better color better resolution um so the the, the implications mm. of high definition are further reaching than you would think yeah and well i guess uh, the, as it says here this is clearly going to lead to more expensive porn <laughs> Um, a hidden tax which consumers will be forced to pay. <laughs> but it looks so much better. So there you go. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, that's uh, moving on, as mm. they say. Um, we, we talked a little bit about HD DVD and how uh, it had been uh, hacked or cracked. Uh, someone obviously hasn't been slow and they've started to work on Blu ray as well, defeating mm. the DRM. Mm. Um, and I think there's a big distinction here between like defeating the DRM mm. and making something that. You know, the honest people can just sit there and decrypt. Like, I mean, today we can, with a DVD, you can put it in and you can rip it and you can copy it, whatever. But I guess uh, someone has done a, a technical, uh, so this is a hack or a sidestep rather than defeats the encryption. And, and no one really aims to defeat the encryption. Mm. They just get the keys and get it to decrypt. Uh, so uh, he has, uh, he's basically started the race off this uh, Muslik 64. Post a little utility. Name, is this is, I guess, his hacker handle or whatever it is. So he's um, he's basically said, um, off you go. Someone try and fix this, and then we'll go backwards and forwards. Because I think we talked about this before in HD DVD. Mm-hmm. Th- there is a, it's a possibility that someone could revoke the keys for a, an individual That's player. Right, because yeah. in DVD land, I think everyone had the same keys on every player, so yeah. you couldn't revoke them because everyone would not be able to watch, and it would be pointless. <laughs> but in the DVD world, in, in the HD DVD and Blu-ray different manufacturers have different keys so you could just turn that manufacturer stuff off but I don't think that's that's not going to work either just because someone hacked the content somewhere else suddenly my DVD player stops working I would not be a happy bunny definitely um, not so uh, again you're right it's not the uh, it's not the actual encryption that's been defeated mm. it's just finding the keys to the encryption so the end result is they've been able to get the uh, be Watch able it. to decrypt yeah. the content and be able to move it off the disc itself yeah YouTube story. Well, it's been out of the news for a while. Um, mm. And YouTube, YouTube have finally announced how they're actually going to make money. Um, I thought they'd made the money by selling to Google. <laughs> well, how Google are going to oh, make money okay. out of YouTube. <laughs> Good point. Uh, so they're, they're looking at adding ads to the video. Right. And because of the revenue from putting the ads up, they're going to give, that, give some of that revenue to the people that are actually making the videos themselves. Okay. But this is a common kind of model. I mean, others have been doing this for a while. Um, yeah, it's just the Don YouTube. I mean, when you've got 300 million plays for some videos, you can imagine mm. that you could become extraordinarily rich just by putting up a six-minute video. But of I guess, I mean, how that's a, going to be a tricky one because, I mean, Google AdWords works by looking at a relevant word and putting in an ad that's relevant to it. But in yes. videos, you've got to get good metadata to describe what the video is about to get a relevant ad Correct. on it. So, Correct. I mean, the beauty about the Google one is that it's all, you know, the advertisers put their information in and make it happen. Mm. Um, the people that put ad- Google ads on their sites do it all themselves. So there's no actual intervention of Google to actually do any of that process other than you know, doing searches and you know, serving up the ads. Here, you're definitely going mm. to have some sort of human intervention, you would think, because... Uh, Someone has to say, oh, this ad, this video is about this. We'll exactly, put an ad on the there. tags that you put up there Although are normally relevant. maybe if some of the ads are watched, you know, if, if there's a hundred million impressions on a bit of video, it doesn't really matter. It's like, some, right, it's, 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 it's like broadcast TV. It doesn't really matter. As long as a lot of people are watching it, you'll capture the... Uh, exactly. And you'll, there's obviously a, a key demographic using YouTube. Not everyone's using it. So mm-hmm. 
you've got some broad yeah, demographics. demographic based yeah. as opposed to... Yeah. So, like, the old-style old yeah. ads. There we go. So, it's like Brilliant. advertisements are coming back to television. Indeedy, indeedy. Um, moving swiftly on to IPTV. Mm. Uh, now, there's... Um, in the U- kind of UK kind of news, uh, Sky, the digital satellite operator here in the UK, mm-hmm. has launched, or not launched, but uh, some, uh, some time ago launched a uh, what they call Sky Anytime, which is if you That's subscribe, right. I think, to the premium tier package, you get a broadband deal as well, I guess using Microsoft as well, mm-hmm. where you can download movies onto your PC and watch them on your PC. And they just did an announcement um, recently to say they, they had the one millionth film download on the Sky Anytime wow. service. So, uh, so, how long has it taken them? A year? A year, yeah, after a year. After a quarter year. of a million registered users, and if they had the hiccup, I think they took it off air when That's the right. Microsoft thing was, was hacked, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, but put it back on, on again shortly afterwards. Um, yeah, so if you get Sky Movies, you get it for free. Um, House of Flying Daggers, top 10 movie. Um, Followed by Stusky and Hutch and Layer Cake. Cake. Layer Cake's a good movie. Okay. Very good. Great flick. The Girl Next Door. Never heard of it. Uh, Man, Man on, on fire. fire. That's good. I've seen that. That's good. Yeah. Triple X, the next level. I've seen that. That's terrible. Yeah, terrible. Sin City, haven't seen it. Yeah, but that's cool. Bit of a dark genre. National Treasure, not bad. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You have to be a fan, I think. Yeah, I like you have it. to watch a bit of that. And Our House, whatever that is. Exactly. Brilliant. Um, I haven't tried Sky Everyone. Have you been tinkering at all with your 4OD again? I've... 4OD. What have you downloaded movie-wise re- recently? Legally. With 4OD, what did I download the other day? I did download... Did you try something. the juice thing or uh, Babel gum or any of that kind of stuff? No, I haven't been able to get actual logins to those to actually try those ones. Right. Okay. 4OD service works fine as far as playing Microsoft content is concerned. Yeah. It does, however, dump... It dumps the video in some random place that you pick as you download it and then you have to go and find it to play it. <laughs> so Monster cash. It's a bit... <laughs> It's a bit yeah. annoying in that respect, but it you know it does the job, plays the plays the movie, and it's all fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll talk a bit more about the whole watching stuff on the internet and what what does that mean for the internet later on, I guess. Mm. Um, uh, AT and T in the US, um, they've uh, made some announcements about their IPTV solution. It's working better than they ever thought it would, uh, which is uh, good. Uh, and they're hoping by the end of this year uh, they'll have everything out to will be available. They said to eight million homes, which is pretty small, I guess, in the in the context of the whole US market. Uh, it's only available in 11 markets. Um, however, they're saying it's, it's working out better than anticipated, but they're still pointing the finger at Microsoft and Microsoft are pointing the finger at them. So <laughs> it, it's <laughs> mixed messages from AT&T. <laughs> it's going really well, however, it's not that good. That's right. And if anything's wrong, it was their fault. Whoever yes, they are. Um, all software. It's all software, this IPTV. It's all software, yep. Most bizarro. You had another story here about the, the juice stuff, which is... Uh, yeah, a bit of analysis here where... Yeah. Oh. In IPTV, I mean, this juice 4OD, mm-hmm. uh, Sky Broadband or Sky Anytime, whatever it is, um, Juiced, which is the new name for the Venice Project. There's Babel Gum, which is this other sort of copycat kind of thing. Uh, this is a... We found an article from um, Nicholas Negroponte, the guy who um, I think it's being digital, his, his, his uh, book, which is quite a good read. Um, he was talking about the MIT Media Lab and he said, you know, when everything changes to digital, he was a bit far ahead of his time. Mm. Um, but n- now he's kind of come back and said, well, uh, the internet's going to grind to a halt because everyone's going to be wanting to watch loads of video, aren't they? Really? Is that... That's what I read. It was that? like the internet will get full. All right. These articles saying, yeah, okay, based on the implication that everything's going digital, 
the internet's going to get full and it's going to shut down because it's going to be too busy. Yeah, it was never and the current. This is, I guess, the current internet was never made for that. Um, but then everything about the internet, you know, is, I, I've never seen any sort of bandwidth graphs of what's happened over time. But even the backbones and stuff have increased massively in the last ten yeah, years. Yeah, they have. But I mean, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the guy who watched a. Uh, like a bit of football on his phone and was charged like 200 pounds because yeah. he only had he didn't realize it wasn't flat bit rate or something yes. similarly i mean i just changed my package at home to go for two i went for two gigabytes or something like that because i figured they never meter it anyway and i don't do a huge amount of downloading mm-hmm. um and i thought well, why am i paying for more when i don't i'll wait for them to write to me and tell me i need to, to upgrade um okay so the other the, you, so you're saying the other implications but if you're watching tv downloading lots yeah, of stuff if i watch tv i'm gonna hit two gigabytes in half an hour yeah um, so I'm going to end up paying for that so while it might be free mm. <laughs> I'm not really paying I, mean, you know, I will mm. have to pay for it and if I'm BT or another ISP I don't know your, your ISP they're not wanting you to freeload on their service because they're having exactly. to pay for their backbone that's not free exactly. so mind you I guess it's uh, this is the net neutrality kind of argument again yeah. it's like well I buy my ISP access from you therefore I can watch whatever I like as much as I want. As much as I want. Well, I think the implications in the US are less stark because, as, as I understand, almost all the agreements there are flat rate as much as you want. Yeah, all you I can eat. We're a little more restricted in the UK in terms of unlimited, unlimited bandwidth. And I think that's more throttling. They just don't want to open it up because they don't know. Right. And also, most of the content people will be watching will be from overseas and they have to pay for those international links. Exactly. Whereas that's in the US, most stuff is from the is US and is, US from is national. So they don't have mm. to worry so much. So... Um, Bit of a challenge, really, I suppose. Uh, but uh, I think that's it, it will happen. And I know we've spoken before again about people who, if people start abusing their system, they will start. They can sniff the packets. They do know what you're looking at, and they can just throttle it back. They can mm. make sure those packets mm. don't get through do so is fast. Lose the occasional packet just to reduce the amount of bandwidth yeah. consumed by <laughs> Skype or Skype. TV Suddenly, it's like this doesn't work very well. And I don't know how the Skype thing is uh, is working so well. Um, so I was going to talk about something in the mobile, actually, moving on, I guess, to, to mobile kind of stuff. Uh, I found this thing called uh, Fring, F-R-I-N-G, right. which is a, it's a, it's a free ring, I guess. You know. So it's, uh, it's actually like a Skype client for mobile phones. I got very excited when you pointed that out to me. Yeah. I looked up the website. Nokia phones and only. it was Nokia phones. Only, okay, yeah. what is going on? Well, yeah. That's very cool. Like, um, and it seems to work, it alleges to work over GPRS. GPRS, 3G and Wi-Fi. And it also works Amazing. apparently with other clients as well. So, I mean, um, if this is true, yeah, and, and it's free. if you had a GPRS flat rate package, yeah. or if you couldn't But does this mean someone's hacked Skype? Because Skype is allegedly secure as well. Skype it says you can use Skype so out as well. So it's secure, but you can get the SDK to create your own client as, as you can get Skype okay, phones so now. So presumably someone has paid the money and got the SDK and to run the on the, the Nokia on the OS or whatever it is. Yeah. It? Is it Symbi- oh, you know, the Symbian? Must be Symbian. Phone. Yeah, Must be yeah. Symbian phones, I guess. So that's very that's cool. That's quite though. cool. Um, because you see that BT in the UK have just launched a phone that does Wi-Fi as well as GSM. So if you're in yeah, a Wi-Fi yeah. hotspot, it can do. Okay. You get four minutes for the cost of one of your normal one minutes oh, in really? package. I put the phone's twice the size. Oh, it's enormous! It's like the size <laughs> of a bus. <laughs> a bus. <laughs> um, so I think that's quite cool. I mean, I, I think cool. uh, something else I downloaded on my phone the other day was from a company called um, Code Q O D E, mm-hmm. which is I was really excited about initially because I'd seen this a few years back where 
you can use the camera on your phone to take a photograph of, of a like a barcode but a specially designed kind of barcode right. and the, this application on the phone will translate it into a uh, a, a URL basically because oh, you right. know it's a real shag typing in your URLs on yeah, your browser on your phone, phone yeah. so this one you just take a photo bang it pass it onto the browser cool unfortunately not on my phone <laughs> <laughs> I downloaded this Apple I think well, hey but you'd have to enter in a five digit you know, all these little barcode things have a digit un- like numbers underneath right. so you, this enables you to enter in the numbers underneath which will then take you to a uh, I mean, pointless clearly it only, a high end phone so they do have some optical recognition on there so right. I think that's quite a cool thing to you do with your phone, phone mate. I, I clearly do I'm waiting for that iPhone <laughs> don't hold my breath although there are rumours that it might be coming a bit sooner than expected oh, really yeah I mean it is quite cool. unlike Apple I suppose, to announce things that far ahead I know. So what is it for Europe Q4 Q4 I guess yeah <laughs> So um, you're saying instead of December 31 it's going to be <laughs> hopefully in time for Christmas uh, so that was cool um, you also found a some kind of white paper about mobile content and how uh, yeah, the money so is just going to pour out of your wallet to, to pay and watch mobile right. stuff Microsoft, Intel, Texas Instruments, Nokia and Motorola who are members of this consortium of commission day steal research. money from people is it? That's right, and mm-hmm. have uh, determined that uh, everyone really wants to pay twenty dollars a month for a video service on their phone. Now, hang on, isn't this just statistical manipulation? It says you know, after all, the alliance admits that when they asked people would they pay twenty dollars, ten percent said responded positively. <laughs> so to me, that is ninety percent said no way. Are you kidding? <laughs> that's so right. that's good spin, isn't it? Look at that. It's amazingly well done. Ah, amazing. Um, so I'll. I mean. Uh, uh, it does mention maybe the Italian operator. I haven't. I was initially the other day. I didn't check to see if anyone had the um, DVBH stuff because they were alleging on this same article to have a quarter of a million subscribers to the DVBH broadcast there. Really, whereabouts? Um, well, in Italy, I think they did it before the World Cup. They were doing some big push. Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Um, but you never kind kind of quite know about that. It's like the lobster thing. We the dead lobster. We talked about. <laughs> I did hear something the other day about uh, Stan Wilcox, who uh, they're big in the sort of video processing kind of stuff. That's they right. do uh, studio equipment and pre-processing and things like this. And they've got some quite cool technology which uh, enables you to sort of focus on the action and essentially blur out the non-crucial stuff. So I guess when oh, you're okay. either cropping, scanning, or compressing for other medium, the actual stuff you actually want to watch still looks good. So I can imagine in a soccer match you want to focus on the guys with the ball. Yes. And you really want to blur out the other stuff. So when it's shrunk to a mobile size and the encodings, yeah, <laughs> it's not just a big blur. You've got a sharp bit where the guy, the right, actual reaction is quite how that works. It must be very clever technology That's unless cool. you have an operator sitting there scanning the guy the whole time. The so, but I thought that was quite interesting. Um, quite oblique from the question you asked about what would I like to put, what, what would I pay 20 dollars uh, a month for to watch on a mobile phone not much I mean to be honest I don't pay $20 a month to watch on a television so uh, <laughs> I don't think I pay $20 a month to watch on a mobile phone uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm pretty close to that I suppose with the uh, the UK license fee maybe I do pay $20 a month maybe I'm yes. I'm fooling myself here yes. um, but I certainly you know I don't subscribe to a, a pay TV service at the moment so and I don't actually watch any t- I watched uh Half an hour of television last night. It's the first bit in a week, I think. So, there okay, you go. So this this is not for you, James. No, it's not for me. I'm clearly I'm clearly up there in Amish land with the Luddites. <laughs> Anyone? Okay. So, uh, yes. Well, I'd be interested in any of our listeners if they if they think they'd spend twenty dollars on a what would they watch? Budget, you know? And don't forget, what, what it's a family show. So uh, exactly. Yeah. What um 
would we'll be... just squint at on a small screen <laughs> for twenty dollars. <laughs> well, what sort of content would work on a mobile phone? I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. So feedback at onthecouchpodcast dot com if you exactly. got any ideas. Indeed. Um, gaming. Uh, oh, I, I I struggled actually to find any decent gaming news. This oh, I found a bit. Did you? I did. Yeah, I did find some news about uh, Tringo, which we talked about before. Tringo was this bizarre form of kind of online bingo in the Second Life sort of program. Virtual world. Virtual yes. world, which is kind of a cross between Tetris and bingo, apparently. Okay. Someone has actually taken Tringo out of Second Life and is actually putting it onto, uh, here in the UK, in fact, the B-Sky B interactive platform, which I thought was quite wow. interesting. Uh, so this is something that's gone from a virtual world into the real yeah, world. Yeah, so it'll be interesting world. if any license fees are being paid or bizarre, but I guess you know people were complaining in Tringo that they were playing too much Tringo and not enjoying <laughs> the massively <laughs> multiplayer game. And we also had a look, I don't know if any of you have heard of uh, the genre of machinima I was showing Ian before the... Uh, we kicked off the podcast some of the machinima stuff which is kind of using these virtual massively multiplayer mm. gaming worlds to as as the medium to make movies mm. um, very cool one thing I didn't show you fun. which is quite cool and maybe the listeners out there can search for it is uh, there's this uh, bunch of people that gather together in there's a Star Wars massively multiplayer game and you remember in Star Wars there was this crazy bar scene with all these kind of mm. funny funny freaky animal things aliens mm. were in there they every year this bunch of people get together <laughs> to record like Christmas carols or something like that. And, and they, you know, all the, I remember those things which were sort of blue with like funny things coming out of their heads. Yeah. And they get there and they record all of them doing the movers. And then one of them is um, that I can't, I get no doubt. I get up again. And they're all doing all the movements to the song right. whilst uh, being these characters. Whilst these being these characters. And obviously someone there is, is capturing the video by panning right. a camera around in, in the world. <laughs> Of them all doing stuff, and they're all getting it on in the dance floor. Some people have got saxophones, and they're all doing it in time. Wow. Which, if you think about it, it's quite... It is quite amazing to be able to yeah, do that. Yeah, so they're not shooting each other or capturing Jedis or doing right. all this kind of stuff. <laughs> but unfortunately, when they songs. do it, there's also the odd spoil sport that comes in with the lightsaber <laughs> and is trying to hack them all up. Or, or I think someone came in as a big flying dragon or something and was <laughs> thinking, no, we're trying to record this thing. But it's, uh, it's an interesting genre. Mm. Machinima. Take a look at that. Yeah, um, but you found a great story about the Nintendo Wii in different colours. Well, that's as far as it got, really. <laughs> that was the only thing that was happening in this world this, so you, this, this week. Is, uh, so you, you, you're currently Wii in black, do you? Or? No, no, Wii in white. you Wii in white, do you? But you now you can Wii in different colours. Now you can... I must get hold of a Wii. I heard you can now get them in the black. UK, but you can't pre-order. You have to sort of... You have to just rock up, do you? Rock up to a shop and see if they've got any. Mm. I'd recommend it. It's great fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, now, other stuff. Uh, I don't know if we've got much time left, but... Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about some other news that came in, which kind of got me thinking about the juice stuff and, ha- you know, how do we get our internet today and how do we get our TV? Yeah. Um, one of the other bits of news in the industry this week was um, there's this new uh, satellite launch platform called Sea Launch, which apparently experienced a spectacular failure this week with one of how the... How do you define a spectacular failure? Big firework, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, yeah, complete complete loss of the satellite, basically. Right. Um, yeah. And Sea Launch was this great idea that uh, one of the problems when you're launching satellites is that uh, obviously it uses a huge amount of energy to get the satellites up mm. and the, you want to get bigger satellites, bigger payloads, bigger mm. batteries, bigger solar cells, bigger amplifiers and stuff up there. So what they try and do is move the launch sites as close to the equator as possible because mm-hmm. then it's at the equator, then you don't have to use as much energy to get mm. up. You can launch bigger satellites. So and there's only a number of a certain number of places in the world where you get the right weather conditions to do right, it. I so see. what... 
this bunch came up with probably 10 years ago now is this thing called Sea Launch where they'd build a specialist ship essentially a repurpose a uh, I think it's an oil tanker or something like this okay. and they would put stabilizers on they'd take it into the right place with all the satellites on and they cool. would launch from the sea well that'd be great because you could go to where the weather was good really well not so much because you can't move that. you're not that you can go to the right place and wait for better you know maybe there are some places where the weather is generally good but right, I mean, okay. you've got to remember when it's launching satellites, it's a bit dodgy launching it's satellites. It's very dodgy, um, And obviously, there's the shuttle was one way. That's a bit, you know, not perfect, is it? I mean, it's okay for a moment, but, but when something goes wrong, they investigate heavily and they just don't bung another one up. There's the Chinese launch, the Russian launch, mm-hmm. there's a Utilsat out of French Guyana, there's the shuttle, uh, and there's this sea launch thing. Now, the shuttles was, I guess, back-ordered for ages because mm. of the accidents. Mm. Now, sea launch has gone pear-shaped, bang, bang. Mm. So everything that was queuing up to be launched on that is now that's right. looking for somewhere to go. Um, and the Chinese and Russian launches, you know, they're not that reliable. So the space race is still, you know, the, it's still happening. They, yeah, it's still happening. And the satellites don't forget, you know, they get more and more of them, but they only last typically eight to ten years before they run mm. out of fuel because they need fuel for station keeping once they're up there. They don't just go up there and stay in geostationary. They're that's continually right. moving around. In fact, from a, from a perspective on Earth, uh, as far as we can see, the satellite, in fact, ends up looking like it's sort of moving in a figure of eight pattern. Yeah, at the end, the, um, around and in the, so sky they, has the they do the ComSat manoeuvre to make the fuel last longer by spinning and stuff. And so older communication satellites, you do actually have to track them on the ground. That's but, right, yeah. So but, that's what we don't have to do today with satellites that are yeah. generally stable. By but at the end of their life, that's what they start. Exactly, they start wobbling and they go yeah. into sort of general purpose use. Uh, and typically they have to be staying, they call it station keeping. They have to stay mm. in a, like a, it's like a, Slot uh, it's sky. like a, it's quite a big it's like a 10 kilometer by 10 kilometer s- slot they have to remain in the same place to appear to be stationary from earth yes. um but that's quite a challenge and i think uh now this is probably going to mean that the whole so we talked a little bit earlier on about fiber connections and things like that i mm. mean holes people will have to th- start thinking about delivering stuff by fiber and, and i think this was intended for direct tv in the states to do some of their satellite on board was for hd TV mm. content to be more local content so that means it might delay their, to, mm. their launch of HD content or they have to look at other ways of doing it so it really does affect business yeah and it may be you know, they're insured so the money's not an issue there's probably a backup satellite because satellites don't cost as much compared to the launch and all this kind of stuff so there's probably a spare one mm. but as far as a slot to launch it mm. they have to wait mm. so uh, I guess it and, and you know they have these uh, sunspot activity there are occasions where satellites can get knocked out of the sky I mean mm. there was this Chinese knocked a dodgy satellite out of the sky the other day with a missile but that That's was right. just to show that they could do it um, to destabilise the world a little more or something but uh, no I think uh, we, we've got to remember that the the physical way let's say of, of yes. getting physically more bad content people is not so easy equally fibre to the home sounds great but there's a huge amount of earthworks and oh, cost yeah, required to go into that cost in doing that yeah have you uh, lost your car keys recently with your super locator? Have you got it with you? Are you, are you beeping? I Brilliant. Here's my key. Jingly jangly. Have you used it at all in, in anger? I have, actually, in, in the time that I've had it, I haven't actually lost anything. Yet, <laughs> I'm looking forward to losing something so then. I can find them. A good investment. Well, exactly. It works. You know, I haven't lost it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Maybe I should uh, attach it to some satellites to... <laughs> A sea <laughs> launch. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, well, that's fantastic. I think lots of news. We've still got some news backed up for next week as well, haven't we? So stacks of stuff, so... Lots of lots more news next week. Yeah, and really appreciate all your comments. Um, quite a lot of feedback in the last week or so, and keep it coming. We love it. Right, so thanks for joining me, Ian. And me, James. On the couch. Thanks. Bye. Bye now.